Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, Andrew Brandt, the former Packers VP, MMQB columnist, Business of Sports podcast. Andrew, how you been? Hey, Bill. I'm doing well. How are you? We are doing well. Um, do me a favor. I, I, I wanted to get you on specifically because we the trade deadline comes and goes. And I remember Ron Wolf telling me one time that one of the things that kind of shoved him out of the general manager's role when he got tired of it was because he had to run down the hall and ask you what he could and couldn't do. And one of the things that I found was it was interesting was, you know, it, then David Bakhtiari says to the world, well, if you want to keep me, you'll figure out a way to keep me. So how difficult is the role of somebody that's writing the contracts and trying to financially manage the, the player personnel side of things and the salary cap? Yeah, that's a big question, Bill. Let me just first address Ron and the trading deadline because one thing that we tried to do, he and I, was put forth proposals to the NFL to make trading a bigger thing. He always was frustrated because not only did he have to run down the hall, but everyone he talked to did, and there wasn't a lot of trading. And there still isn't, as we know, from the deadline that just passed. We put, I put together a proposal. You could trade cash. You could trade cap room, which I still think is something they should do because teams with a lot of cap room could use good players. Teams with good players could use cap room. And the NFL always shut us down. You know, they're always like, hey, you made your bed, you sleep in it. We're not letting you get out of jail for mismanaging cap and, and mismanaging cash and mismanaging the roster. So it was always a frustrating and futile effort by Ron and I trying to encourage more trading in the league. And that's one of the reasons, I think, why there's not a lot of trading. The other ones really come down to why free agency doesn't work so often, which is football is so schematic and trying to fit people in, especially midseason into 4-3, 3-4, vertical offense, West Coast offense. It's not easy. It's not like baseball and basketball, which are more seamless. So I, I guess the next question is, when you talk about a guy like David Bakhtiari, who's coming up for a contract, Aaron Jones coming up for a contract, Kevin King, Corey Lindsley, uh, you know, did you have to prioritize of what you wanted to keep and didn't want to keep, or did you just look at these guys and go, we want to keep these, keep them all, but we can't? I mean, how, how do you go about that as you're starting to butt up against the cap? Yeah, you mentioned the key word, prioritize, and we don't know it, but they know it. <laughs> they got to know in that list you just mentioned who is going to be a top priority, who's going to be a second priority. The one thing NFL teams have that NBA and baseball don't have is the franchise tag. So you've got that in your back pocket if you need it for one of those people. And then you figure out, I mean, I was very active in season. Not a lot of people in the league are in getting extensions for key players in November, December, rather than waiting till their contract's over. And Packers have done that with even players like Devontae. So I would think that would happen for one of those names, if not two, 
before the end of the season, and then you approach free agency with whatever you can do. But listen, the Packers are a draft and develop team, as everyone knows, much to people's frustrations. And what that means is that you've got half your roster or more on rookie contracts. So say each of them is a million-dollar cap number. Say there's 30. That's 30 million for half your team. And now you've got 170 million for your veteran contract. That shouldn't be too hard. What do we think the, the, the projected salary cap would be next year after going through this pandemic? How much will it go down? Yeah, that's going to be a problem, but it's going to be a problem for everyone. So I think everybody's going to have a level playing field. In other words, if people are cast off, veterans, you know, it's going to be equal footing for everywhere. There's the, the mini CBA they did, Bill, before the season said it can go down no lower than 175, and we're basically at 200 now. So it's not a problem for the Packers relatively to others. There are teams with 230, 250, 270 million in committed contracts next year. They're going to have a bloodbath. I haven't seen the Packers numbers, but they're not like that. So, yeah, vet- veterans that are being replaced or to be replaced by young players are really vulnerable. Um, when you look at a guy like David Bakhtiari on that going onto that third big contract, um, is there a value for a left tackle that becomes higher than a running back, or a value for a center that? You know, I mean, even a guy like Jamal Williams, who has proven himself and, and become pretty solid of a player, there's going to be an escalation there. I, you know, how much, I, I guess, do you prioritize one position over the other? Yeah, I mean, teams have to do that. And, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of universal what you mentioned there. Listen, I love, I love Jamal and Aaron. I've, <laughs> they're my son's favorite guys. You know, but it's just the position they play has been a position that doesn't get priorities, and we can we can debate it, but that's the fact. Compared to a left tackle, compared to a shutdown corner, compared to a pass rushing defensive end, uh, the feeling is running backs and receivers tend to be positions you can find in the draft, you can find with later round picks that have performed. Well, even if coming out of without a lot of without a lot of uh, recognition. Having said that, you look at Aaron Jones' production, and you see a bit of a marketplace moving this year with deals for Cook and Kamara and Henry and McCaffrey and Mixon. So now you have a marketplace. So that makes it a little curious why a deal for Aaron didn't get done when you had two weeks of running back deals done right before the season. So that would be a question in my mind. I guess uh, one of the things that I had going into this season was last year was his first really fully healthy season. Maybe they were just waiting to see if he was going to have another one. Uh, and I can understand that. Yeah. But, yeah, he has performed extremely well, both in, in, in running the football and then receiving the football with his pass blocking and such also. So, uh, I, he's made himself some money wherever he ends up. I know just that running back with that extra something is hard to find, but the shelf life for a running back with that extra something is so short in the NFL, which is, I yeah. think, why a lot of general managers are a little leery about giving running backs big dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, you guys know me from 15 years ago. 
with Dorsey Levins and Amon Green, it just got to a point where, you know, we did second contracts, but then third contracts was just such a tough decision because they've been so productive. They're great Packers. They're, they're one, one of my favorite people. But then you get to that position, like, oh, man, third running, third contract for running back, that's just tough. And, you know, to answer more on Bakhtiari, Bill, Packer fans can blame Bill O'Brien <laughs> because what happened was he trades two number ones for Laramie Tunsil, and he doesn't do a deal at the time of the trade, which is the time you got to do the deal. Mm-hmm. And then Tunsil, Tunsil gets incredible leverage, gets this massive deal, 22 a year. And, you know, if you're Bakhtari, you got to look at that market. And if you're the Packers, you're just cursing that market. I uh, I like where the Packers are at and the fact that they're finding out a little bit more about some of the offensive linemen they have while Bakhtiari has been down. I just don't know if you have an every day and every down guy sitting in the stable right now. Left tackles are such a such a high end commodity and the protection of your franchise. Uh, you know, I, and that's the other argument is when do you go all in? Because you're sitting there with kind of the clock ticking on the Jordan Love era. You know, Aaron Rodgers playing really really well. The offense is maneuvering really really well. At what point? Do you look at the, your general manager, uh, Andrew, and say, hey, you know, this might be the time to go all in while the rest of the league is v- relatively on the same playing field or relatively mediocre? At what point do you decide, okay, we're going to push all the chips to the table? Well, listen, I've been fielding all the Packer fans <laughs> for the past week about the trade deadline and Will Fuller and everything. And, I listen, I agree with the all-in aspect, and I have – 20 years ago we did when it comes to your own players. I just think that when people talk about all in and going out and getting Will Fuller or going getting some big name, the, the odds are that doesn't work. So all in meaning sign up your core players. Yes. Um, but as you've outlined, there are decisions that have to be made, but listen, the cap is a zero sum game. So what that means is there's limited resources as per the league rules. But here's the deal. If you want someone, you can make it happen. I mean, the cap is not a hard cap. So you can prorate out. You can restructure contracts. If you really want someone, you can make that happen. It's just that are you going to pay the price in later years? And that's when you talk about all in. Uh, The Packers have not been a team that, pushes out a lot of cap. Going back to me, I didn't do that with Brett Favre, as all these other teams were doing with their quarterbacks, to try to preserve the future without Brett. So these are the decisions that have to go on between general manager, coach, and cap manager. Still to this day, Andrew, before I let you go, uh, no quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl making more than 13.5% of their team's total salary. The last guy to do it was Steve Young. Um, is it just for the fact that you've got so many good quarterbacks that are now getting paid exorbitant amount of money that these teams are just finding it difficult to put all the pieces around these guys? Because Mahomes did it before he got the big contract. Uh, Brady always did it in years in which he was making 10 and 14 and 9 and 12 million bucks. But it seemed like everybody that got, got gets paid doesn't win a championship after that. Do you, do you think that we're coming up on an era in which somebody making 15 20% of their team's total salary cap is finally going to get over the hump and actually win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think that's a skewed stat, Bill. I mean, we, I think 
you know, if Pat Mahomes is going to be the same player he was before, making low money to big money, and if they win Super Bowl, that changes. Uh, you know, some some players like Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or others have been shut out because of a, a performance in a championship game, it didn't, whatever. So I just think that's anecdotal, and Brady is the best example. If Brady was making what he was supposed to make, we'd have like 10 quarterbacks making more than that. Um, but listen, as I said before, what gets teams in trouble is not paying big money. It's, it's this, this built-up cap, you know, where Tony Romo is in the broadcast booth and counting $20 million on the Cowboys' cap, or Tom Brady's counting $15 million on the Patriots' cap this year. So that's what gets teams in trouble more than paying. Andrew, great stuff. I appreciate the insight. It's really, really good and always great to talk to you and stay well, okay? Yeah, you too, Bill. Always a pleasure. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Andrew Brandt, former Packers VP, MMQB columnist, uh, Business of Sports podcast as well, and he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been going to get done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.